Welcome to episode one of Iconoclast Tribe. This is David Avedon, and I'm here today with Neil Martin. Neil is visiting from the UK, and you'll pick that up off of his accent. No way. Never going to get it. You're not going to figure it out when I speak. I definitely do not sound like I came from the other side of the Atlantic. Sounds right out of Kentucky, right? (laughs) Anyway, so the name Iconoclast Tribe, that's the name of this tribe. That's who we are. And iconoclast is a combination Greek word. And that Greek word is icon and then clast. Icon is a religious statue, image, painting. Clast means to destroy or a destroyer. So iconoclast is a destroyer of objects of religion or veneration. Now that might sound a little bit terrible, but often what I found in my own life is too much traditional items and dogmas actually restrict me from being who I really am. I'm conformed and pressed into a little box of, I have to be this way, I can't say this, I can't act that way, I must do this. And there's a whole performance dialogue there, which really takes away from any kind of freedom of individuality, of self-expression. And people say, well, religion is not about self-expression, it's about worship of God. Well, true self-expression should be just that. It should be a worshiping of, of the freedom and the uniqueness of each one of us as individuals. So I've got a question. Sure. You said icon, mm-hmm. and you talked about it in a religious context. Right. But don't we have other icons in the world these days? And isn't an icon almost like a man-made opinion? Absolutely. It's anything that we build, whether, say in the old times, they would make a a stone or a carved out of wood idol. But in this day and age, it's a pair of tennis shoes. It's a a new Tesla. It's a a Rolls-Royce Wraith. It could be anything. It could be the house on the hill. But it's anything that is pulling me away from being my true self. I'm worshiping something outside there as though that was my life. And are we, I mean, this is my opinion, but are we not living in a world where more and more people are worshiping external things rather than going inwards on themselves and like what truly matters in life? Absolutely. But if you look, the whole, our whole society, especially now that it's gone global, because here you are, you're from the UK, and you're sitting in my house, but we could be doing this via the internet. Absolutely. So what used to be pockets of culture based on geographical location is no longer that. Like Iconoclast Tribe, this is worldwide. This isn't just set here in the United States or in one geographical region. It's anyone who can connect via the internet. So we start to see other cultures and how they interact. And other cultures, of course, really look at the United States because we have this great life. And not that it's necessarily true anymore because a lot of other nations have lifted their standards of living. But people used to idolize the United States. So that was this icon of freedom, this icon of wealth, 
an icon of the best life possible was if you were an American citizen. The whole American dream, right? Exactly. Land of the free, home of the brave. Exactly. Propaganda. But is it true? No. Because freedom isn't about where you live. Freedom is about who you are. Freedom is about expressing the individual unique being that you are. That's freedom. Freedom isn't about whether you're inside of a prison cell or outside, whether you have a big house or a small house. Those things aren't freedom. Freedom is expression. So freedom is a state of mind. Freedom is consciousness. Freedom is self-awareness. Freedom is what? And you, for you, like, I mean, for me, if you're going to sum it up with like one word, other than freedom itself, what what is freedom? Oh, that's that's a good way to to ask that question because I've I've not really framed it in another way. But to me, I I don't know that I can condense it down to a single word, or maybe just in this moment, I I'm not being able to reference that word. But freedom is the expression of who I really am, not who the world tells me I should be, not who, you know, the marketing people say that I should be. Everything is marketed that I need to wear this, drink that, eat this, live here, drive that. That's not who I am. Those are all external, extemporaneous. Who I really am is this being that I show up. Now, am I being me or am I being this fake behind the mask person that wears these clothes, these shoes, drives this car, lives in this neighborhood? That's not freedom. That is merely just acting. And some of us act a little bit better than others. You've actually got me thinking of a Star Wars episode here for a moment. I mean, this is this is like, you know, the attack of the clones or something, right? It's like, you know, how, how do we clone ourselves around some kind of iconic brand, you know, and then go, okay, well, I'm going to wear these shoes, these pants, you know, drive this car, wear this watch, use this phone, because that's the, the brand image I want to portray. That you've, you've keyed on it right there. It's tribal. Everything is about belonging. The message of the world is, if I wear this, drive this, drink that, eat here, live there, like this sports team, all of those things are about me becoming likable to you. Because, well, we drive the same thing, we wear the same label, we use the same telephone. Therefore, we're alike. And if we're alike... We're a tribe, and if we're a tribe, I'm not alone, and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm like you, I'm likable by you. Exactly. And if it's I, supposed to work that way anyway. And if I fit in, and if I do all the same things, even if they're not authentic to me, I can feel a sense of belonging. Right, but you've just become iconed. And how much of you know? I I know one of the big big themes for this podcast for you is like talking about man-made religion versus true spirituality right right so how much of man-made religion is that how much of man-made religion is you will fit these rules you will fit this icon this this statement this status this this is what you're supposed to look like 
how, how much do people do that? How much do people fall into what I would consider to be the traps of religion rather than the freedom of spirituality? Religion is just another extension of the rest of culture. Religion is an extension of you do these things, you wear this, you you speak this language, you say this, you don't say that, you do this, you don't do that. It still falls under the same thing, except there's this sword hanging over the one's head that says, if you don't, then not only are you outcast from man, but the day you die, you are forever outcast from God. So you're always going to be alone. So being your unique self means you will end up forever alone, isolated. And nobody wants to be isolated. So that's the difference. Religion is just a different take on the rest of culture. It just has to do with deity. I've heard it said that religion, actually, if you go back to its root, is about like reconnection. Well, it could be. So religio, the, the Latin, is also, it means to bind up again. And so it could be a reconnection, but I also, I, I tend to look at it a little bit further than that. I, I see it more as if someone finds freedom, but then they join a religion, so they might find some spiritual truth, but then it's packaged in a religion. And what I mean by religion there, to me, there's two terms. There's spirituality and there's religion. Religion is man performing to try to please a deity, where spirituality is just man expressing who he truly is. And that doesn't mean the guy who flips you off on the interstate is expressing who he truly is. No, he's expressing fear and anger. That's, that's way different. But the, the true expression of, of who I am, who you are, that's spirituality. Having a connection, it's like having a connection with one's friend or one's parents versus, well, you, you know somewhere you have a mother and father or else you wouldn't be here. But are you, do you relate to them? Now, if you relate to them like, I have to do all of these things to be okay in the family, then you've got religion. That's the philosophy of your family. We, we have a dogma. But if they love you for who you are, regardless of, of what you do, where you live, any of those things, then you have, quote-unquote, spirituality in your family. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, I mean, I think for me it's that thing of, you know, God's love is unconditional, yet the man-made interpretation of that puts so many conditions on it, right? Again, it falls back into the whole idea of, we receive a truth, but then we have to whittle away at it and we have to carve it to look like our image. Yep. So if you, if you would, it's almost like truth is this huge mountain of granite. But religion comes in with a hammer and chisel and shapes it and says, oh, this is what God meant. Yeah. And then it goes from this is what God meant to this is what God said. And now... You have dogma and you have religion. And you have opinion stamped all over something. And then you are no longer free. That sounds like a great place to end this episode. I think we should wrap this one up here. And what I'd love to hear in the next one is 
like your story. I, w- I want to hear why you, David Avedon, want to make this podcast and what it is in your own background that's led you to the moment for all these knowledge bombs you've been dropping. Absolutely. Consider it a thing. 